The Lord be with you. And with your A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. The crowds asked John the Baptist, What should we do? He said to them in reply, Whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, Teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion. Do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. As we come to this third Sunday of Advent, we once again don the rose-colored vestments, and now we're moving along on our Advent wreath, getting to the third candle, the rose-colored candle. And these all, of course, are signs to remind us that the season is almost through, that Christmas is nearly here. The rose is meant to be kind of a, a lightening of our heart in a certain sense, a less penitential color for us to be able to recognize the joy of the season. The interesting thing, though, is in the midst of joy, it seems like it comes from a rather unlikely place, or at least an unlikely starting point. On Friday evening at Parish, we had our, uh, our choir Christmas party. And after the food and the visitation and everything, everybody broke out into song. And it was a wonderful time. It was beautiful hearing everyone singing in parts and all of this, singing the various Christmas tunes and allowing their hearts to be lifted up in joy and in laughter. But in the midst of it all, there was a word that continued to echo through so many of the hymns that were being sung. A word that, based off the joy of the occasion, didn't seem like it really belonged. And the word was sin. Over and over and over again, sin. On Saturday night, yesterday evening, I went to my own family Christmas party, and my uncle led the prayer for us for the blessing for our meal. In the midst of this prayer of thanksgiving for the time, for the family, for the goodness of the season, for the joy of our hearts, he prayed thanking God the Father for his Son, who came to save us from our sins. Again, that word, sin. In the midst of so much joy and exaltation, why is it that it continues to show up? I was reflecting on that, but then especially to look at the readings gives us all the answers that we need. The simple fact is that it's because of sin that we have a Savior. Sin is the starting point 
of the good news of the gospel. The good news that John himself proclaims to the people today. In our first reading, we hear from the prophets who talk about how the Lord comes to be able to free us from the judgment which was ours. That sin no longer has claim on us. In the response, we hear about God, our Savior. In our second reading from Paul, we hear about the Lord who comes to us. And we are called to be filled with rejoicing because the Lord is near. And in the gospel, John the Baptist, preaching to the people, explains to them that the way in which they are to prepare is to cast aside sin. If you look at each of the things, each of the groups that comes and asks, what must we do? What he says is essentially specific to each group. Stop the sin that continues to fight with you. Cease the sinning and then you'll be prepared. In the strangest of ways, sin is the reason we're rejoicing in this season. Sin. Sin is the reason we have Christmas lights. Sin is the reason that we have uh, the, 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 the joyful songs that we have. Sin is the reason that we share gifts. Sin is the reason we laugh. Not because sin is good in all of these things, but recognizing our sinfulness, recognizing that indeed we were doomed to the unquenchable fires, as John spoke of, that in the person of Jesus Christ, now we can be saved. And this is our rejoicing, that Christ comes to save us from our sins. If there's ever a reason to rejoice, it's this, that we who were doomed to the fire now have the ability to have eternal joy instead. The strangest of changes. And this is what ought to resonate in every single one of our hearts. This recognition that Jesus, in his love for you, in his love for me, for every single one of us, came among us, and though we were unworthy of it, though we had no claim to it, though we had no right even to ask, much less to be willing to accept it, Jesus came on our behalf and climbed upon the cross for us. He took our sins and placed it on his own shoulders. Taking our flesh, he took our suffering. And he brought it to the cross and redeemed us. He ransomed us. He paid the price for us so that we could have eternal joy. This is the cause of our joy. This is the cause of the, the, the lifting up of our hearts. Indeed, that the Lord is near. That he comes to continually save us from our sin. Because the simple reality is that sin indeed has been crushed, yes. But we still fight with it. We still have need of reconciliation. It's not as if we can go to confession one time and it's good for the rest of our lives. I wish it was the case. But the reality is we continue to be plagued by sin. It continues to rear its head. And so year after year, day after day, season after season, we come to the Lord and we allow our hearts to be lifted up once again, knowing that the Lord is near. Not just at Christmas, but he's very near to us here. He comes to us in the Eucharist. He comes to us in the grace of the sacraments. He comes to save us. And this is the joy that we ask in this day. As we continue through this to the season of penance and yet of joy, that we might be able to recognize our sins. 
not for the sake of being brought down by them, but for the sake of being able to recognize just how much Christ himself has done for us and saving us from them. And seeing all of these things, we might be able to rejoice, most especially at the Christmas season, because indeed, a Savior has come to us. The Savior is given to us. Thank <laughs> you.